0: building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? And
1: learned to grow hemp, kind of, and I came back down here and wanted to grow hemp and, um I asked my wife if she knew anybody, a farmer, and she says, Well, I know this female <laughs> farmer that's a bonfire. You can get her on the phone and talk to her, and sure enough, that woman is Franny. And she agreed that we would come together and experience growing hemp together, and she was the first female that planted uh, hemp seed in North Carolina. Uh, we meet her husband later. He was the one that took some convincing. Now he's all into. It. He's big on flower, as we say. Yeah. So, but as I make my way across the state, as I make my way across the south in different places, I'm just gonna say it, guys, the women are leading part of this movement because there's some creativity and there's some passion. And it's not about us not, you know, being there. It's just that together we have more momentum together so I'm really really excited about this next panel I'm gonna let Franny introduce everybody so put your hands together for women in the right.
2: this is funny I'll also say Blake I've known his wife and his entire family for like 17 years and had never met him so when we met he's like so you want to grow up I'm like yeah you want to grow up he says yeah and we're like Okay, and boom, planned it, and literally within a week we were driving across the state to go pick up a permit. I swear you're not.
3: It was like, "Ah!"
2: um, so, gosh, I'm so excited to what what has happened in this little bitty window of time, like a year, this is the best place to be if you love plants or if you're breathing. And so I met Debbie and Susan at um, a B2B hemp conference, the first one in the country that was in Virginia, last March. And immediately was attractive for different reasons as far as what they were doing professionally, what they were doing with their product, the value, the ethics. And at my age, I am quick and easy to say no, easy breezy, if there are not the value and ethics behind what's going on. And so we were all, you know, got through the first year. It was interesting, and just stayed connected about what can we do. And there's all these women that, I'm a woman. Let's face it, we have the power. I communicate with women better, and just some of these business strategies that we've been able to just talk about and be on the same wave level are amazing. Carrie I met when I was at the Mother Earth News Fair talking about hemp with some people. I met some other people there, yes, and it was, again, just instant. She sat in the front row the whole time like, oh my gosh, and afterwards she was like, Franny, and within a few minutes, I was like, you have to have my trucker cap, and I have those Franny's Farm trucker caps. And it's like, I just love your energy and your passion for this. And we exchanged numbers, and we've been talking ever since. So we've got, she's, we've just got some amazing ladies up here, and I'm super proud to be amongst them. And we've started a nonprofit, a women in hemp nonprofit, and it's very, very new. So we're gonna let. Debbie introduce that. We'll each tell you a little bit about what we do in hemp and then where we stand with this new nonprofit.
3: All right. Hi, I'm Debbie Custer. I am a licensed grower and processor by the Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, I own a research and development company called Kias Research. My background is plant nutraceuticals, things that are good for you, will help you live your life better and improve your quality of life. <coughs> Women and hemp Came about because please gentlemen don't take this the wrong way but I've always been in male-dominated industries but when you went and asked the guy the question he would go honey what is the answer to that can you help her out here I bet I've heard that a million times in the course of 40 years being in business and so as I started in this industry I soon realized that women can be part of it, can actually dominate it, and they bring more to the table because they're looking at it from many aspects, including making money. Most gentlemen that I have had the pleasure to talk to in the last year are all about how much money am I going to make? And I'm like I-, I don't know, I don't even know how you're gonna get any money because I-, I can't you. And they're like, what do you mean you can't oh we'll figure that out honey. I mean I, you know do I look like honey do I look like a <laughs> My name is Debbie and I have worked long and hard to get to where I am. I've been in this business for about 15 years. Um I've been in the plant nutraceutical business since the mid eighties. And I can tell you what you grow and how you grow it and then you eat it is going to make your life what it is. Whether you're sick, whether you're healthy, whether you have energy, whether you're dependent on sugar, whether you're dependent on alcohol, it all starts with what you eat. And so and how you take care of your body. And um so women in health. We are selling product today. We are taking donations. We have a card with a QR code on it that will take you to a placement on our very meager website um, that you can donate. The website is being flushed out because we really literally just received our nonprofit status the end of last week. It has been, you know, writing articles of in incorporation, explaining we are going to educate. We are going to give scholarships. We are going to promote R&D. We're going to make your your everyone in this room's life better through him. No doubt about it. And yes, we're not, I'm not doing this for charity. Too old to do it for charity. I'm doing it to make money as well. But that is secondary to making sure that I produce a quality product that you I can be proud of selling you and you can be proud to enjoy and you want to tell your friends and everybody that you come in contact with yeah I feel better yeah I look better I am healthier you know as a 61 year old woman I feel like I can take on the world and there's a reason for that and it's CBD it's eating hemp leaves it's eating hemp hearts. It's coating chicken with hip uh, hip heart spice mix. It's making sure that it's included in every single part of my day, my family's day, Susan's day. And uh, Susan Kramer is, owns the brand Lily Hemp and she is my partner and I'd like to let her speak now. Thank you all very much. We're gonna take- Back there. Yeah, yeah, we're back there. We're the deep
2: roots girls. Everything's,
4: Everything's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, This is our first time we're able to fundraise, but we're just getting started here, and it's you know uh, we want to we'll do a lot with women, and because it is you just know from that discussion. In there how confusing this industry is. So I'm, a, I'm um, on the uh, board of the uh, Virginia Industrial Hemp Coalition and as Debbie said uh, my online company is Lily Hemp and um, so it's a challenge. This business is a challenge. Uh, what was not mentioned in there so much is the problem is what comes first, the chicken or the egg? There's a lot of people that want to grow, but what are we going to do with that when it's grown? I think North Carolina is ahead of Virginia in that. Uh, Virginia just opened up to uh, growers outside of research July 1st. So of course that was a little late for people to grow, most people to start uh, growing. Um, so there's a lot of people that want to bring money in and they're ready to invest, but we've got to get that Farm Bill of 2018 passed. So anybody in here that has not mm-hmm. gone on to, for example, the the um, the hemp round table, yeah, hemp round table, uh, com, and they have a very easy way for you to talk to your senators and and house of representatives and <coughs> tell them to support it. It looks good. It, the Senate uh, um, bill looks like it's intact. The issues with the farm bill, from what I've heard, is not the hemp part. So that's great. But that's the first thing. We've got to get this legalized federally in order and then the banking to open up so that people want to invest. <coughs> that's a big hindrance right now. So please understand that. There's a lot of, lot, lot of people want to do this. Hemp is hot topic, but we've got to have that. That's the key to have that, that Farm Bill passed for all the reasons of what it's doing for, for us. So that's, that's it for me.
2: So I'll I'll tell you a story. After we met and I tried Susan's products, we started talking to her about making some other products, which we will be releasing and working together on. And this is an example of what Women in Hemp, we want this to be. That's why when we started this, we said, let's take it. So we've gone through product development, labeling, testing, and we hope by the grand opening, it will be released. But that's an example of what we're doing. There's some other different things that as a farmer I'm super passionate about. We had, especially with the indoor grows and people that are new farmers, I have other farmers that grow under my contract. So out of about 80 last year that wanted to grow, I picked two. And I'll tell you, one of them is right here, right now. He's <coughs> Nate. He's the jolly guy with the parents down there. Um, But there's so many, right now, there's a chocolate company. I have a friend that has Asheville Tea Company, Asheville Beecher. These are all product (coughs) things and companies that, as a grower, I have product. And we've reserved part of our product to be able to work with other people, other women. They're the artisans. We've got several women here that have already gone and created their own product lines that they're distributing food wide open. Oh please, I need some more really delicious hemp food that I don't have to make. Um, there's so there's all these great things that it doesn't have to be somebody's full-time job. It can be a passion. If you've already got all these other skills, you just transition. If you're already a great baker and you make some chocolate chip cookies, make some chocolate chip hemp cookies. You know, you can expand on your business, and what we have in our core group right now of women that have started this is we have farmers that can help give you your product. We have product development who knows all about testing, labeling. We have people that have been doing product development for decades already. Marketing. Marketing.
5: Marketing. How do I convince these farmers that have thousands of acres out there in this plains to grow for industrial hemp purposes, for fiber, not for the good stuff, when I can't give them a source that wants to do it. But the source won't talk to me about getting a source because they're, they can't get the farm. It's completely backwards. And like Amy said, and like uh, Muggs said earlier from North Carolina um, a research uh, um, session, she was discussing, it really is about getting people motivated to do it and not afraid. We are going to have to take risks. We are going to have to take some loss. But the the final opportunity that we are going to be uh, left with is immeasurable in dollar value. They're expecting marijuana to be in the billion dollars. Hemp is going to be in the trillion dollars. I was in Canada three weeks ago for Canada's rollout of the expectation of how recreational cannabis is going to affect that country. Really, the talk was about what is industrial hemp going to do for that country. Um, So I was glad that I was there just to listen to that um, and to see where we, we are going to fit into that. And like Brady said, it's women that are starting to really lead the way. I was in Tennessee a couple weeks ago, and I had never, at this point, I hadn't gone out to big scale yet never seen like thousands of acres. So when this gentleman said he had 30,000 acres, I was like, isn't that the whole state of Tennessee? (laughs) And he's like, no. You know, and it wasn't him that was interested in growing hemp. It was his wife. She called the mm-hmm. DEA year and a half before, got the seeds, delivered to their house. She was sitting on them for a year and a half because he wouldn't let her grow. I came there. I did something like this in a very small. Next thing I knew, they're growing hemp. When, you know, I was like, what? Now they're ready to move and do it. But it was his wife who was willing to take that initial risk. Women are, like Franny always says, women are always the ones that are, the, I mean, generally. Not in my household. I'm not the nurturer in my household. That's my husband. I'm not the one making sure we're getting good food. It's my husband. But in the traditional families, it's the woman that's really making sure that holistically the families are taken care of. Why would it not be a woman group to help forge that way? And what really got me was that we are trying to make opportunities for young Female farmers, young soil w- women to get in, into soil and not just forget about it or, or or allow their daddy or their brothers to take over the family farm. The days of the family farm are ceasing. I do legacy estate planning and I want to see great grandkids take their pa- grandparents' farm back from their parents who didn't want to do it or their you know. It's about giving legacy back to these farmers and this plan will do it. And I just am so happy and proud to be up here with these women. I mean, I get goosebumps. I couldn't believe Franny would even receive me the way she did um, last year. I've only been doing this two years, um, and it changes by the minute. This is moving at the rate, I mean, this is going at the speed of light. So don't think that you are, oh, it's gone. You're still in the infantile stages don't let your idea or your dream get superseded by someone else telling you, we're not ready yet. We're ready. Does
3: anybody... (laughs) Questions? Yes, sir. Uh, Can you sell across state lines? It depends
2: on what form it is in. And it depends on what state it is. And it it (laughs) depends on if you have a grower's license or a processor's license or if you're looking to consume it or purchase it for R and D. It also
3: depends on where the hemp
2: comes from. Wow, well, I'm from limestone, Tennessee, okay. across the mountain. Just I drive over been. here and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee's
5: wide open, y'all are yeah. in the Wild West when it comes yeah. to hemp right
3: now. So you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else?
4: Yeah. If you get your license to grow
3: hemp, is it a good idea
4: to tell the sheriff's department or DEA?
3: Do that as you file. Now, I don't know how they do it in North Carolina, but in Virginia, do it as you file. Now, the one thing in Virginia they do is they actually, once they issue your license, they notify because I live literally out in the middle of nowhere. This is not the middle of nowhere. I live out in the middle of nowhere. And UPS came one day and went down to a local store and said, y'all know Ms. Custer's got pot on her front porch? <laughs> and the store was like, no, not Miss Custer and so bottom line yes and you want to make sure because the other thing you want to do is make sure that the word gets out you cannot get high from this yes. it is not i mean yeah. that is probably the biggest thing you can do because they will come take down your crops. yeah virginia takes the coordinates today. do land? they do, do
2: virginia they do yeah if you're gonna, if you're gonna plant hemp own it tell everybody yeah. tell everybody yeah. in your church you your everybody tell everybody I'm growing hemp. Don't be. Because I went to the public library, put it all over the paper and everything yeah. as well, and put signs up all over the farm. Yeah. Because do not hide behind this. Be proud. Because what you will do is affect somebody else by doing that, that you help.
3: I can see telling the sheriff's department, but DEA is federal. Yeah, but they're, they're the ones
5: who are handling the white... No, okay. okay, I would not suggest sending
3: that to the DEA. Yeah. Just handle your local people. Here's the thing, okay. How many, has anybody ever been in the alcoholic beverage industry? Okay. Alcoholic beverage industry is regulated by the TTB at a federal level as a manufacturer. But when it comes to buying and selling it, all of that is state and in many cases county regulated. So that's what's going to happen with this. There will be a national regulation of hemp, however you want to do it, cannabis, however you want to name it, that's what most likely will happen, especially since Constellation Wines just put $4 billion into the industry. Chances are they will regulate it on a national level and then everything will be on a local level. And so it is really important. Like Susan said, vote, vote, vote again. Go talk to your legislatures. We actually had the wonderful opportunity to go to a congressional, um, I don't even know what you want to call it because it was so casual. But this gentleman's running for Congress and he brought in all the local hemp farmers and people who wanted to be hemp farmers and people who wanted to be processors. And he's like, our economy will grow and our economy will become something that it hasn't been since tobacco if we all work together in this industry, yes, ma'am.
2: If you file at the courthouse that your property is no trespassing and what you're growing, it's a felony if anybody goes on and steals it from your property. If it's, if is that, that in North Carolina? Carolina? It's in Yancey County. I'm not okay. sure about North
3: Carolina. See, everybody, it's a really, it's really important to know what each individual area is. You know, I had the opportunity last week to hear. um, a spokesperson from the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. Kentucky's doing amazing things with hemp, and Kentucky is like the home of the best bourbons in the United States. But yet, there are 20 counties in Kentucky that you cannot buy a Kentucky bourbon in. So it really is important if you want to grow it and you want to, if you want to be in this industry, you need to be out in front of it. You need to be the leader in this industry right now, not a follower. It's not for followers. Not for the faint of heart, either. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I have a bajillion questions, but I'm only going to ask two. And the first one is: Women in Hemp. Do you guys offer a place to get educated? There's so
3: much to learn. It? Our website well. is currently being updated. It will. It will actually have a state by state. <coughs> but the problem is because we didn't have the the um, the five hundred one c three until Friday, we did not post anything but one page, a donation page. Okay, so what about, like, mentors? Like, someone who's actually going to talk, explain stuff
2: because, like, words can get confusing. Like, I mean, like, to sit down with you, right? Or absolutely. anything. And absolutely, she, I think a mentorship is a great opportunity. I, do I need that? No. Do, do no, I need that? No. Okay. no. Nope, you don't. Uh, <laughs> and we're developing it, so we're looking for more leaders in this. Obviously, the four of us are not going to be able to Lead and answer, but having forums through a closed group through Facebook is a very great way to create dialogue because we all win more with more input. And so,
3: my second question yes, so you for mentioned
2: the industrial industry. campus needing thousands and thousands of acres potentially. So, like, do you see hope for farmers? Like, I want, want to grow a half acre, maybe five acres. And she and said my year. Right Right, yeah. but this okay. kind of when are competing with these farmers who are growing thousands of acres So this is part of what is the objective in Women in Hemp, too, is to provide resources. So I personally have growers for me. I will always look to have other growers with certain standards. So there's opportunities for other people to grow in conjunction with us. We also, Carrie and I have another group where we actually contract farmers to and buy your product before you ever sell it. So farming is different for everybody. We have half an acre. Ask me in a month how well it's doing financially. I don't even know.
3: (laughs) you got to remember. And we're,
2: we have all these super sacks where people, massive sacks, and it's all around and close by, but there's flour, there's biomass, there's different things for different products people are going to want to grow. The whole point of why I started this last year I said my objective to see is how feasible is this for a small scale farmer? Well it depends on what you want to do with it. If you're an artisan and you're growing your own hemp and sourcing some other hemp to make a product how cool is that? Well how do you value what it is at that point? But yes, this (coughs) is the only industry I see where you have and means to grow a small scale I mean it's it's hard for any small scale farm they're not doing it just off the farm you know we've run this farm for six years and my husband and I have always had other jobs I'm not telling you you're going to get rich but it depends on what you want to do and this we need small farms across the country so there's all sorts of co-ops and creative thinking that happens in. for those of y'all that really come from farming that you might be familiar with. You develop co ops where everybody just sells small quantities. What do you want to do? Start small, please. Start small. Yes? Yes, quick question regarding first quantity is awesome. this group. What are some of your diversity inclusion goals? I can yes. answer that. <laughs> so, um, the question. She's wondering what
5: are we doing to ensure that we have inclusion?
2: Um,
5: and so, I have a small nonprofit in Florida (laughs) called Oceanfront Cannabis, and it was developed and originated to provide for um, minority-based groups in my demographics that were being excluded from the opportunity of the medical marijuana opportunities in my state, because we have medical marijuana in my state, and the black farmers had a very big issue and big discourse in our state with regard to one of the licenses and yada, yada, yada. So my partner believed that we needed to do something in order to include minority-based demographics, which could be anything from people of color to disabilities to women to all different demographics. And our goal is to now transition those some of those tools that we've utilized there into this opportunity. The women of Sativa, I was just there uh, last week in Raleigh. Was it last week weekend before? I I was everywhere. Um, and our goal is to hopefully Team up with them, see what we can do, and bring. Make sure this is a women's movement together. Certainly, it's going to be about. There's another entity called Women Grow. Um, it's a national organization that helps women grow m- marijuana. Hopefully, you know we're all going to be trying to meet those, uh, those, those opportunities for cooperation because we want to see this succeed.
2: And could you stand up really quick? I'd like to introduce you. Just stand up really quick, and <laughs> this is who I will be passing the baton to our next featured farmer for him. History, <laughs> yeah. So we met at Mother Earth News Fair, and like that, bam. They're
3: like, oh, okay, I got this. <laughs> Any other questions? questions? Yes. Sir. Does uh, CBD have a preservative quality? Yes. yes. CBD is an antimicrobial.
0: Want
3: answer yeah. <laughs> Microbial product. So the shelf, if it's processed properly, the shelf life on it is I'm going to tell you between 18 months to two years. But in fact, I've had it sitting for five to six years with the exact same efficacy. Um, the great thing about hemp is in itself the uh, plant has antimicrobial properties as well so you're able to that's why it works so great if you have a bug bite take the leaf and put it on there if you have um a cut you can you can put it on there as well i mean it's just amazing what this plant can do but that is one of the reasons why does not have a short shelf life now some of the products that are on the market when you add certain (coughs) ingredients to them stevia for instance um, flavors, for instance, you will find your shelf life maybe six to nine months. But it's real important to make sure you check with how it's pro- how it's made if you decide to go that route. Next. Yes, sir. If a
1: person wanted to don't make a donation to uh, an organization,
3: is there a, a website? That there is. It's womeninhemp.org. We have some cards over here that have a QR code on the back when you scan that not here. We've tried it a couple of times and it doesn't exactly there's a, a, a signal issues but when you get home scan it, it will take you to the website and you'll be able to make a donation. We're also taking donations. We have um, like I said, honey sticks. We've got water. Please feel free.
4: Infant-fused
3: honey sticks. Of course. Please, please yeah. please. <laughs> 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 honey sticks. Yes, ma'am. Can you talk a little bit about good manufacturing practice and
2: or possible third-party organic certifying status, um, since the FDA does not acknowledge cannabidiol
3: products. Can right. We talk a little bit about that? Oh, so, okay. We weren't, who who watched
2: we weren't really no. into that. Well, and I will say, this is more about right now, like just the women and hemp thing. We're kind of wrapping up. That is a deep rabbit hole <laughs> to go down. Amy! And Amy! And it's a very good one, and we've got a lot of other panels that are going to be here that go into processing and a whole lot of the details about hemp and the plant. Um, but we do have just a few minutes if anybody else wants to ask a question about how female
5: women in hemp can help you grow. Yeah. I'd like to know how
2: to get the a grant, potentially.
0: We are going
5: to be establishing also opportunities the um, to actually farm on the farm and learn from a mentor. So, again, it's going to take women farmers to become as experienced, like granny <coughs> like our friends, so that we are able to mentor you. And that's and and so, all pioneers right
2: now just learning.
5: Yes, ma'am. And from,
2: okay. from somebody that's gotten grants, there's, let me just tell you right now, there's not a lot of grant money for this, and if you <laughs> get one, you
3: are, it's yeah. interesting. Okay? You, really you, interesting. Can't, you can't get grants. I work very much with the USDA you cannot get grant money right now however they all went to a meeting three weeks ago and she came back and she's going Debbie guess what it was brought up and pay close attention it's a grant called value added rule development processor grant so you're already in the farm business you're already doing something you're going to do something different than what you currently do they are going to announce it they said mid-January, that means early March in the federal government, <laughs> but take close attention to that. Huh? And the place to stay at and, produce grant.
2: and the place to stay in touch is your extension services. Everybody needs to be on your extension service listserv and know who your hemp person is. Um, Megan Baker couldn't make it here, but you definitely need to know. They'll put you on the listserv and you will get notices if any grant becomes available in your area the most important for agricultural grants but Kendra this is part of the reason that I was saying you know we did we gave an example of what we would love to see we're bringing a product to market we're gonna brand that through Brandy's pharmacy and a percentage of the proceeds will go back to a scholarship fund because scholarships are
3: easier than grants and recording I can just give you the money and you go do it and you and and you let us know how you use it with a grant there is a lot more involved. Oh so, yeah, you didn't ask this question. Yes, ma'am. I was wondering if we were trying to be nationwide or just in the
5: south.
2: No, nationwide.
3: nationwide. We, we nationwide. actually have folks. All, we we kind of came up with this, and then we floated the idea, and then people have already committed in other countries and in Canada. So oh,
5: international.
3: Yeah. Yes, ma'am.
4: Kriene, hey, do you produce here, process
3: here? Not on the farm
2: right here. It's about fifteen miles away and we have growers that are within two growers that are within 10 miles our product development the next step our topical line is in Weaverville 20 miles so in one year what I did planting a half acre two quarter acre plots and some indoor grows is completely vertically integrate we've got 60 people in one way, shape, or another that we are working with in our product lines that are either growing, providing the botanicals, creating it, this stuff. And the people that work for them, I can't even imagine how many people through one little bitty barber and one half-acre Right. You. What's your name? What's your name? Kim. 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 Kim You're brown i know I'm from the South. I know. We
3: got this right here. I wanted to know for each one of you are doing something different with you, So, what is the, what would you say was the average cost of getting started? <coughs> what? Well, that depends on what you want to do.
2: We're all doing different things. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, are you trying to go <coughs> indoor, outdoor? I mean, that that's the. We a farm.
3: We have a farm.
2: Okay. We we could talk about that. That's another kind of question. That's I prefer to do indoor
3: because I don't want to have to deal with climate. Well, I mean, there is.
2: That's a good question. Okay, and probably not one for right this second. But you're going to learn a lot over the next two days, and we'll talk. Um, I think yeah. So I have a daughter in FFA.
5: Yeah,
3: um, yes. sorry, county. Is there a way to get her involved or get you guys involved in the school or take the kids? we start growing on our farm and the kids are Send them are on like, a field, field trip. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them yeah. your, bring
2: them <laughs> on a way NCA. up. Field come up. Come yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, we, I have farm camp in the summer because that's, I live by the light principal land animals than people and I like little people best (laughs) and so at farm camp I can tell them all the time I'm like what's hemp for and they'll be like food clothing shelter medicine they know everything they know way more than the parents our children are the one that if we help them have better health with hemp products they're gonna They're gonna take over a rule. They they already. My niece tried it for the first time. Fifteen. She called it Branny's Weed Juice. <laughs> <laughs> My sister was like, please, she has anxiety so bad she won't go to school.
5: My five-year-old in the car line yesterday uh, said, Mommy, it's your birthday, and I'm gonna have the teacher help me draw your favorite plant. <laughs> 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 I stuff. <laughs> What's mommy's favorite plant? You know, we're here sure. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so what is that plant? You know, the big palm plant. I'm like, that's plant. exactly what it is. <laughs> I made a teacher plant conference set for that real quick. Um, we have to address that. But, you know, they know. My son said, what can I do, mommy, to help you make sure this plant, because we watch videos. Cornell University put their two, their two-hour field day out. I'm watching these videos. He's sitting there. He's five years old. He's watching it. They are our future, and they are listening. And they means yes, no, they are listening. the
3: children. Okay.
0: I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today, and make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us, and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the Revolution.